Donald Trump wins the Super Bowl. All right, I'm just joking. And federal judge from the state of Washington shows that we are not a free people. We'll talk about that and much more. I'm Randall Terry. This is Voice of Resistance. Federal Judge James Robart. Remember that name. Now, I have long said that we are no longer a free people. The late Justice Scalia said that America had endured a judicial putsch, which is the German word for the overthrow of a government, a coup d'etat. So the President of the United States, within his authority, as delineated by Congress, all right, Congress gave the authority to the president in the 1950s to sign executive orders as to who can and cannot come into the country. So a federal judge in the state of Washington named James Robart says, no, this is unconstitutional and I'm striking it down for the whole country. Now, off air, Billy Bob said to me, how do they even do that? Well, they, they can't do it. It's not their constitutional authority to do it. Repeat, a local federal judge, all right, in, a, in an area of the state of Washington, doesn't have the authority to overturn a law, all right, because the law from Congress said that the president can, can sign who can and can't come in, right? That's the law. President Trump obeyed the law, said these seven nations, they're not going to come in, and said, here's why. And this, this godless tin pot dictator who's who's in great trouble with the Almighty, I promise you that. Um, he says, no, we're going to strike down the law for the whole country. So, <clears throat> I know what's going on inside the Trump administration. The Trump administration, by the way, then appealed, I believe, to the Tenth Circuit. Uh, no, it's not the Tenth Circuit. It might be the Ninth Circuit. I'll find out for you. I apologize for not having that committed to memory. But the, the Circuit Court of Appeals said... We're not going to overturn him. Now, now he's on his way to the Supreme Court. There would have been discussions inside of the White House. Do we just tell the judge to go to hell? Just tell the Homeland Security people, tell the border agents, tell the people at the, um, at the airports where the immigrants are coming in, tell the ones that are overseas... Tell them, ignore the judge, obey the, the order from the president. Now, why don't they do that, Randall? Because here, it's a political reason. Trump's people would have said, Mr. Trump, President Trump, we believe that you are in your constitutional duty to say that, but the New York Times, ABC, all these left-wing wackos are going to say, you're a dictator if you do that. Now, they're not saying this federal tin pot dictator judge is the dictator, which is what they should be saying. They're not saying that. They're, but, Mr. President, if you go that path, if you go the Andrew Jackson path, where the Supreme Court issued a ruling and he said, fine, let him enforce it. Of course, they couldn't enforce it. If you go that path, Mr. President, they're going to call you a dictator. They're going to say you're an illegitimate president. They're going to say that you believe that you are above the law. They're going to say that you are a law-breaking president. So his advisors are telling him to go along with this charade for the time being. 
Now, <clears throat> another thing that Trump's opponents would have said was that this will provoke a constitutional crisis, okay? And that statement is not true. The constitutional crisis happened with Roe versus Wade, where the Supreme Court struck down the laws of all 50 states and said that somehow in our constitution is a penumbra of the right to privacy and that right to privacy includes the right to off your offspring, to kill your children. The constitutional crisis happened when the Supreme Court struck down the laws of every county school in America and drove the Bible out and drove out prayer from public schools. That's when the constitutional crisis happened. And the fact that a bunch of bullies in the judiciary and dictators from the Supreme Court and then their henchmen at the ACLU and other godless legal firms, that their henchmen browbeat and blackmailed good Americans into obeying this garbage. That was the constitutional crisis. And this judge in the state of Washington is simply continuing the constitutional crisis. I'll be right back. Christmas is almost here. And many of us are going through that annual struggle. What do I buy him? What do I buy her? In other words, there's a list of people in our lives that we need to or want to buy gifts for, and we just don't know what to get them. May I recommend not a tie and not chocolate this year, but the new DVD series, What Would Mohammed Do? Islamic Terrorism Explained. This is a serial documentary, something like you might see on Discovery Channel or PBS, that has eight hours of material and you won't think it's eight hours. You'll be thinking, where'd it go? I want more, I want more. I'm encouraging you, friend, get this. Get multiple copies. And the more copies you get, the greater the discount. I'm letting you know, there are people who are gonna watch this after you give them this as a Christmas gift, and they're gonna thank you and say, this is one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Did you know that the word Amusement, do you know what the word means? Ah, in Greek means no. Muse means to think. No think, amuse, to amuse, amusement. These, you know, bread and circuses, the whole, the whole thing. Amusement is there so that we don't have to think. Distract us from the things that matter. But every once in a while, amusement and things that are important will converge. So we've been watching, now I'm a New York Jets fan. I know that makes me pathetic. And I haven't followed the Jets closely in years, but I'm still a Jets fan and it goes all the way back to me being a boy when Broadway Joe, Joe Namath was the quarterback for the New York Jets, okay? I'm, I'm dating myself. So I'm a Jets fan, therefore by definition, I'm supposed to not like the New England Patriots. But I'm also an AFC man, so I wanted the Patriots to win, but ho ho ho. When Mr. Kraft and Belichick and the, their quarterback, Tom Brady, when they all one by one have said nice things about Trump and Kraft was at that event uh, in Washington, D.C. at Union Station the night before Trump was sworn in, I said, man, this is all about politics now. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the New England Patriots 
because they are among the handful of people in the country. You know what I'm talking about. They're one of the handful of people in the country that had the guts to publicly stand with Trump. So Trump picked them uh, last week, uh, at the end of the week, he picked them to win by eight on Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> so this is really funny. The, the main fake news, formerly known as the mainstream news, remember, just start calling them the main fake news. The, the main fake news was starting to make this Super Bowl about Trump. Tom Brady's got a lot of questions to answer. USA Today was really coming after him. Other people, you know, the, the, there's a lot of people, they did a poll. They did a national poll. Only 29% of Americans want the Patriots to win. And the, and the writers of these various stories were just weaving Trump into it. Patriots are vile, despicable people because they stood with Trump. So... If you didn't see the game, you missed it. It was incredible. So the Patriots were down, what was it, 28 to 3. Halfway through the third quarter, almost all the way through the third quarter, they were down by 25 points. So the main fake news started um, sending out tweets, news stories, putting news stories up. Oh, so here's Michael Moore. Trump jinx loses Super Bowl 51. I'm sorry, he said tomorrow's headline. Trump jinx loses Super Bowl 51 for New England Patriots. Trump tweets the scoreboard was hot hacked by 400 pound man. So this is Michael Moore trying to be funny. Poor, dangerously overweight Michael Moore. And then you've got the USA Today, the chronically stupid USA Today. This is what they said. This was actually Online news. This is USA Today third quarter, okay? Quote, angry fans are blaming Trump for jinxing patriots. <laughs> this is the news. <clears throat> Here's the Washington Post. They're a little bit more highbrow. Listen to this one incessantly, the incessantly pontificating Washington Post, those are my words, here's what they say. Fans feeling weird about Trump-Brady tie find a way to cheer for Patriots without guilt. <laughs> uh, now the National Review, trying to sound scholarly, they, they put out Patriots fans suddenly morally troubled by political disagreements. Bill Mayer, I can't even, I can't even say what he said. Um, <clears throat> so, and there were other news outlets or blogs, whatever they are, that were all piling on. In fact, USA Today in Florida said something. There they are. They said, Donald Trump gave up on the Patriots during the third quarter of the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, what we know now is that Trump versus Hillary 2, the thriller in Manila, Trump beat Hillary again. Final score, what was it, 34 to 28. Trump won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll be right back. Perhaps you have a business 
or a ministry or a message that you want to get out to multiple thousands of people. We have the avenue for you to do that. This show. We are currently seen on over 130 television stations, Monday through Friday, twice a night, 8 p.m. Eastern and 1 a.m. Eastern, and then all times are local. Our advertising rates are so competitive, you'll wonder, why didn't I go to Randall Terry first, all right? Literally, you can reach into these 130 cities for about 50 cents a day per city. Do the math. That's an incredible bargain. And you'll be reaching the type of viewer that you want to buy your product or to hear your message. Contact us as soon as you can. We'll talk about the rates. We'll talk about cutting the commercial for you. And you can reach a lot of people. Welcome back to the program. I'm Randall Terry. So think about this. The USA Today, Gannett, the premier newspaper for Gannett, the nation's daily newspaper, according to their hype, New York Times claims the same thing. They, they send out a story before the game is over. This would be like a judge making, making a ruling before he hears all the evidence. Oh, wait. We do have judges making rulings before they hear all the evidence. Just look at what happened in the state of Washington. Oh, wait, we do have newspapers and news sources that don't even check their facts. The story isn't even done. Last night, this was really funny. So we were cheering and shouting. And I admit, I prayed that the, that the Patriots would come back. I just said, Lord, please help them. Because I couldn't believe that they were down by 25 points. Man, that was amazing. Oh, that was such a, that was an amazing game. I'm telling you, I've been watching football on and off for 50 years, and that was something, boy. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm, when the game is done, okay, and they've won, I'm going online to see who made corrections, what stories came out. There were no stories. There were literally no stories coming out because they had all written their stories that the Patriots had lost and that Trump had jinxed them. They had their stories in the can, which involved Donald Trump and involved the hatred of the, of the nation for the Patriots. And then when the game is over, all those journalists are sitting there probably half in the tank and they're going, I don't know what to do. I can't even write a story. <laughs> it was like watching, it was like watching the election returns when Wolf Blitzer is as white as a sheet. And, and he kept saying, there's no way for Trump to get to 270. There's no way for Trump to get to 270. And around 11 o'clock, he had to start saying, we don't know if Hillary can get to 270. And they didn't have a narrative. They literally didn't have facts. They didn't have sound bites. They didn't know what to do because all of their cute little reporting techniques were not about reporting. They were about propaganda. They were about opinion. And so they had egg all over their face. Now, it's funny. It really is funny. And we should be happy for the embarrassment for the press. And the reason is, I, I'm not generally happy when someone is embarrassed because I don't want to be embarrassed, all right? But we should be happy because their credibility is going further and further in the tank. And they even 
have bad credibility when it comes to a football game. All right? That's funny. And it's a blessing. Because the main fake news is finally being seen after decades of a free ride. They're finally being seen as those whose eyes are, are foul. Their eyes, Jesus said, if your eye is full of light, then you, you'll, you, know, you, you see right, you see properly. He said, but if your eye is unhealthy, then you get full of darkness. And that's the, that's the main fake news. The national main fake news, they're just sick souls. George Stephanopoulos, Chuck Todd, these are, even Megyn Kelly is getting infected. These are sick souls. They have a sickness inside of them. Wolf Blitzer, he is a sick man in his soul. We need to pray for them that they have a conversion. But they're so entrenched in darkness, they don't realize they're the bad guy. They're the, in, the, in the narrative, in the story. They're the ones saying that the emperor's clothes are beautiful when the emperor is in fact naked. They're the ones covering the Holocaust as if it was a good thing, not realizing that they have blood on their hands. And they're going to give an account to Almighty God. And it's going to be a very frightening day for them. And many of us will be called upon to testify. So, <clears throat> yes, it's just a game. But nevertheless, it is the single largest televised event, as far as viewers, eyes on the tube, that America has. And over 100 million people watched the Patriots come back and win. And Donald Trump didn't jinx them. Trump beat Hillary. All right, I've said that. I already used that joke. I'll be right back. Don't go away. I'm inviting you to not only watch this program, but invite your friends to do it. This show airs on over 130 television stations around the country, 8 p.m. Eastern, and again, 1 a.m. Eastern, all times local. But you might have a friend in another city who can't get it on their television set. They can watch it live on their computer if they want. They can stream it from their computer right onto their television set, as so many do today. That's why Hulu and Netflix and other companies have gotten so big. People are actually using their computer to watch television on their TV set or on their desktop or their laptop. So there's no cost and you can invite your friends to watch this program live at 8 p.m. Eastern or 1 a.m. Eastern on their computer Monday through Friday. And oh, by the way, you can take advantage at our website of gazillions of tools to make you a better Christian. It took me 14 years to write it. Four rewrites, countless edits. I poured my heart and soul into Dragon Slayers. It points a very inspiring and painful book to write. I encourage you to go to our website and look at the reviews that we have gotten from readers of this book and then avail yourself. It's an allegory and I, I promise you, you'll be inspired. I have been a leader in the pro-life movement for 30 years. And sadly, we have not prevailed in our goal to make it a criminal act to kill an unborn baby. There's reasons why we have failed. I wrote this book, a humble plea, to Catholic bishops, 
to evangelical clergy and to lay people explaining where we went wrong and what we have to do to prevail. We've made this available as a PDF online for free. I encourage you to go and download your own copy. Welcome back to the program, friend. If you just joined me, I'm Randall Terry. It's a delight to be with you in your home. I appreciate the honor and the privilege of doing so. We thank, we thank the Walk TV network and our affiliates. Okay, we need an outcry. Let's circle all the way back to this godless judge, this enemy of freedom, enemy of law, enemy of America's borders in the state of Washington. James Robart is his name. I want you to call the White House switchboard and urge President Trump and his staff to ignore the judge's order. 202-456-1111. Grab a pen and paper, I'll give you the number again. I'm also gonna give you the Capitol Hill switchboard. You need to call up Mitch McConnell. Now, if you're a regular viewer of this program, you know that I have been saying for months, since the day of the election, since the day after the election, I said to you, and I say it again, the weak link in the reformation of this republic is Mitch McConnell, okay? And we have, and I said, friends, we gotta go after him to end the filibuster. End the filibuster. So, <clears throat> I don't know what he's gonna do, but he needs to feel pressure. He needs to be worried about a recall vote in the state of Kentucky. So the, the number for the Capitol Hill switchboard then asked for Mitch McConnell's office is 202, oops, I forgot the number. Um, two, I'm sorry, 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. That's the Capitol Hill switchboard. Call up Mitch McConnell and say to him, and the filibuster rule. Get this judge who President Trump has appointed for the Supreme Court, get him on the court. And if that scoundrel from New York, Chuck Schumer, wants to filibuster, just say, okay, that's it. The end of the filibuster rule. You brought this on yourself, Schumer. So call, make that call and then call the White House, 202-456-1111. 202-456-1111. And urge the president to ignore the judge's order. This stuff doesn't have authority over all 50 states on a matter of national security. I, I, is this in, you have to be insane. You would have to be so stupid in regards to constitutional law and the US Constitution and government of the people and by the people and for the people. You'd have to be stupid to say that a judge, one judge in the state of Washington can overturn the law as it affects all 50 states. It'd be, it'd be a stretch for him to say, in my jurisdiction, in my little area of the state of Washington, it'd be a stretch to say that he was gonna put the president's executive order on hold in order that, cons that Congress authorized him to do. It'd be a stretch for him to say he could do it there. But the whole country? Why go along with this charade? If there was going to be a violent revolution in this country, and I believe that there will be one, I've said it for years on this program, 
Polling data shows that one-third of Americans believe that it will be necessary to have some type of an actual shooting war to restore liberty and justice to this country. I hope it doesn't happen. I would much rather have war by another means, okay? That's what campaigns are for. That's what politics is about. But if there is going to be a shooting war, we will have been driven to the brink and into the abyss by the judiciary. Mark my words, remember my words, because the ills that are eating at the soul of this nation, the cancer that is eating at the soul of this nation, it did not come from the executive branch, no matter what party they were in. It did not come from the legislative branch. It came from the judiciary, appointed, unelected, lifetime appointed federal judges who said to hell with the Constitution and helped destroy the moral fiber of this country. Deep breaths. I'll be back tomorrow. Join me. Go to our website. Check out the different stuff we have for you. God bless you.